It's the Sunday Chronicle on Stacks 92. It's the Sunday Chronicle. We gon' give the news and keep you up to date. Okay. From crimes to the politics, you gon' know what's up about your way. We give two thumbs up to everyone out here to win their fair. We gon' show men love to all the ones working hard in communities. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday Chronicle. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson, coming to you from Stax 92.1 FM. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. I would like to thank all my listeners for being here again today, bright and early on a Sunday morning. I would also like to thank our sponsor, uh, Comcast. Thank you so much for uh, sponsoring this worthy platform so we are able to bring uh, this information, the much needed information to the community within Lansing. Um, with that being said, I would like to transition to my special guest today. We have Joel. And he is from Succeeds, Seeds to Succeed, yes. right? And then we have Mr. Martel Smith. He works for the Ingham County, and he is a juvenile court officer, correct? That's correct. And I'm going to hand it over to you so you can introduce yourselves and, and talk a little bit more about why, why you are here today. Yes, my name is Joel Watson. Um, I'm owner of Seeds to Succeed. Um, LLC. LLC. My um, role here today is to um, prepare parents that to understand what happens when your child goes down the wrong path. Because a lot of times it affects more than just the child. It affects the parent. It affects the grandparents and or the guardian of the child. And that's what helps messes with the community. So to help the community out, I want to share a little bit about. Um, by my background being in Lansing and working with youth probably ever since I was 18 years old um, because I grew up in an age, an era where you were supposed to give back. Um, the older generation helped the younger generation, and that's how we got to where we're at. So I have a responsibility to the men that were before me that I showed us that I stand on to be in the platform that I have today. Yeah, my name is uh, Martel Smith, born and raised here in Lansing, Michigan. Um, currently is a juvenile court officer for the 30th Circuit Court Family Division. Um, also serves as a community advocate. I like to say a community activist too as well. Uh, organized many events in the community as well as spoken uh, plenty of platforms uh, within the community like the one we're getting ready to uh, speak at in approximately two weeks. Um, my passion for this uh, stems from growing up in it. I'm born and raised on the north side of town in Mount Vernon. Um, low-income family, second youngest of seven. Um, dad was always in prison my whole life, so I understand a lot of the uh, barriers and the adversity a lot of these kids uh, face when trying to come out of those uh, uh, underprivileged environments to be uh, to make it, to be successful. Well, I want to thank you both for being here today and um, dedicating your time to such a good cause within the community. So can one of you tell me about uh, what uh, helped you to be interested in um, speaking at the youth conference that's coming up? Um, so myself... Um like I said, in, in the past, I have spoke at numerous events, um, organized some events. Um, 
Sister Heather Tether reached out to me, uh, say, approximately about six or seven months ago, and asked me to speak at the uh, at a youth violence forum um, there at uh, Kingdom Builders Church. It was successful. It was a nice uh, turnout. Um, I felt like uh, I shared a lot of valuable information uh, to the community in regards um, to what we what we do at the court. Um, I think a lot of that information get. Um, misinterpreted uh in uh interpreted or people get this notion that these kids involved with the court so they don't have a chance or there's no hope so um when i was asked to speak again i was just like yeah let's do it um any any chance i get to educate my people um, and, that, and that's good and we thank you for that because that is needed and um what you're doing to help navigate the youth uh, through challenges, that's exactly what we need. So I want to thank you for doing that. And Mr. Joel, I want to make sure that I am uh, pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, the youth conference? Oh, and before you get into that, I want to make sure to mention that Miss Angel Taylor was instrumental behind the planning of this conference. And so um, I want to thank uh, Sister Taylor for um, speaking heading that and and, and uh, organizing this at the Church of Christ Kingdom Builders. It's coming up on April 28th and April 29th. Uh, Joel, what do you have? Uh, remember the times exactly? Um, it's going to be held. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't have the times oh. memorized. Okay, well, I'll look that up so we can share that with uh, the that information. With has the times. Okay, very good. April 28th from 6 to 10 uh, p.m. April 29th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay, so please uh, come on out and support this event. This is for the youth, and um, it's a wonderful ministry, uh, wonderful pastors uh, over that house. And so um, please support this effort. But back to you, Mr. Joel. Tell me a little bit about the conference and what uh, you would hope to pour into that. Well, one of the things I would really would like to say is, yes, it is a youth conference, but we need the adults to be there also. We actually need the parents because this is normally what happens. We give them information. They go home. The parent doesn't know the information, and now we got to disconnect. So your child is doing one thing. The parent is doing another thing, and you're thinking they're having this issue, but it's really not an issue. It's just that they don't have the same information. My job is to bridge the gap between the parent and the child. That is the most important thing to me because I have realized in my uh, 62 62 years of living that we have this big disconnect from generations. Every generation wants to say my generation was different or my generation was the same. You're not going through anything any different. But I can take you back to a time where if I went to a child and told them to use a rotary phone, they wouldn't even know how to use a rotary phone. And I can go to an older generation and I can literally tell them I need you to um, text me something and they can't do it. So you cannot convince me that the generation are the same. So each generation is different. They have their own unique quality with them, and we have responsibility as the older generations to help out the younger generation. I will I will give an example. Hip hop is 40 years old. 40 years old. Pants started sagging around that time. 
my generation decided it's a fad. It won't last. 40 years later, they're still doing it. Because we didn't step in and do what we were supposed to do. Our young men went from being gentlemen to being what the world want to call them thug, and then they tried to carry that. My generation had a responsibility to that generation to help that generation become the gentlemen that they were supposed to be. So now we're trying to catch up, and we want to blame the generation when realistically it was the older generation that caused the issue. Well, I am glad that you gentlemen are here to help bridge the gap, right? Because I know uh, between uh, the different ages and different generations, there can be a miscommunication, right? And so that's what we need. Coming in um, to, to bridge the gap and talk to our youth and then... It, 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 I, I believe uh, to start the dialogue, right? Because you're going to pour into to these young people, but eventually wanting to get feedback, right, and see the the fruits of that. So, Correct. co-host speaking here, Span. How you guys doing? You guys are doing great. I am curious though. Um, how, what are one of the things you do in order to bridge that gap uh, to get to the parents so that they're involved with uh, the child's development and helping them to build a better future? Like Just one or two things that you use as a tool. First for you, Joel, please. I am a leadership developer. So mm-hmm. what normally what I do is bring people together and talk to them about their leadership ability that was inside of them. Sometimes a parent does not recognize that. So that means then I would use the churches for the outlet as being one of the resources that I use to talk to the parents and be able to talk to the youth at the same time. Also going to the schools and talk to the parents and talk to the, and talk to the youth. Because you have to have that um, a relationship building. Um, one of the things that I, when I grew up, the older neighborhood, the older gentlemen in the neighborhood, they had relationship with me. So even when they disciplined me, it was cool because I knew them. And so even my mother being a single mother, what she was smart enough to do is she told me very quickly, I can't raise you to be a man, but I can raise you to be a gentleman. So I'm going to throw you in the hands of some men, and they're going to raise you to be a man. So it once again, it gets back to that community. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, we have to get back to the village because somewhere along the line, somebody gave up the village. Well, no, I, I know that, that that was something there. That was some fire there. So, we, yeah, snap, snap, snap. Martell, you, sir? Uh, 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 just a minute ago, Joel, same thing. I just use uh, the education, the, uh, the, uh, the experience uh, that I that I live, the things that I see day-to-day at my job. And trust me, it's a lot that I see day-to-day at my job. Um, um, just just um, serving as that voice for the neighborhood and the community, um, giving giving parents in the community that sense of hope and motivation that uh, we if we do come together, I like to use the term wholesome approach. It takes a wholesome approach, a community-based, a macro approach um, to, to, to tackle these issues that we have in the day. Um, I like to say the older generations uh, set the blueprint for what we're still dealing with today. It's just a different, it's just a different, uh, it's just a different dynamic as far as social media. Um, social media plays a lot. Cell phones, like you said, mm-hmm. um, the, the different type of ways you can go to school now. Now you can go to school strictly online if your parents choose to have you uh, go to school with that option. There's so many, so many different layers to it. I like to look at it like a, like a big, Burger. It's so many different layers to it, and it's like you got to peel them back, peel them back. Let's get down to the meat, and once once we get down to the meat, now we got a direction. Okay. Well, I I like what you said there. Thank you, gentlemen, and hats off to you for helping us bridge the gap. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about the upcoming conference, but first we're going to take a break.
Not before reminding our listeners that you are listening to the Sunday Chronicle. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson, coming to you from Stax 92.1 FM. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. We'll be back after this. At Lansing Community College, I'm learning for my future. LCC offers one and two year pathways to careers in healthcare, IT, manufacturing, and other professional trades. More than 500,000 professional trades jobs will need to be filled in Michigan by 2026. So I know I'm learning for a great career. I belong at LCC. You belong here too. Visit lcc.edu slash you belong and enroll today. And welcome back to the Sunday Chronicle. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson, coming to you from Stax 92.1 FM. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. I'd like to thank all my listeners for being here again today. And I'd like to thank our sponsors, Comcast, for helping us with this airtime today and helping us provide this platform for the greater Lansing community. Um, today, our guest, I have some very special guests. I have Mr. Jewel and I have Mr. Martell here. They are two um, wonderful men who are working with youth within and outside of Lansing. They are here today to talk about an upcoming youth conference. It's going to be on April 20, uh, excuse me, April 28th and April 29th at Christ Kingdom Builders Church. So please support this worthy platform and or this this worthy event that is coming up and earlier I didn't get a chance to introduce my co-host Span so Span I want to thank you for being here today I want to thank you for all that you do and just uh, helping everything move forward on today it is my pleasure I am uh, very very excited to contribute my awesomeness to this endeavor. I am so glad that you just are confident <laughs> because that is something that people lack these days. So I see you have enough for a lot of people. And so, accurate, yes, yes. But I like that. I like the dynamic, right? That's that's the whole, you know, wonderful part about this show. But um, back to our guests. It's about them. And so um, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit with Martel about um, the upcoming conference and some of the ways that he's interacting and engaging with youth, not just in Lansing, but outside of Lansing. There's a conference that you were asked to speak at. Uh, was Is it at Grand Valley State? Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, it's the Juvenile Justice Vision 2020 conference. Um, the Juvenile Justice Vision 2020 been around for give or take 20 years, uh, 20 years now. Every year they host a conference at Van, uh, Grand Valley State. It's a two-day conference. Um, a lot of the juvenile justice professionals will be there always in attendance. And this is just uh, another platform to share information, um, to help educate, right? It, it, it's never too late to uh, to learn. And um, more uh, the more you know, the better off uh you equipped to dealing with whatever population that you're serving, whether it's the juvenile uh, population, the parent population, whatever. So, uh, again, Juvenile uh, Justice Vision 2020, uh, June 15th and 16th, down at Grand Valley State University. Um, it should be interesting. Okay, well, you know, we're looking forward to that and, and, and supporting this event. Um, and I want to shift it over to uh, Mr. Joel, and I wanted to ask you a question about um, what you hope to get out of the experience. 
it's easy for me. Um, I think I got um, Heather Taylor, She when she asked me to do this, it was because we was having a dialogue about kings killing kings. Mm. If the kings keep killing one another, that means then we won't have any leaders. Mm. And I'm a leadership developer. I develop leaders. That's what I do. Um, and so for me, that I want to empower the young people, especially the young men in particular, to understand that they are kings. Are leaders born or are they made? They are born. They just haven't been discovered yet. No one told them. Mm. So you help them. You're like a talent scout for kids. I see the leadership in them. I was born, even though we talk about slavery, that's crazy to me. I came from a king, and I was sent from a king. So if I came from a king and sent from a king, that means I'm a king. So that means I need to operate in my kingdom, kingship. But if no one never tells me that I'm a king, and you keep telling me I'm this and I'm that, I never come to my full potential. So that educational component, yes. So my responsibility is to make sure to understand that you are a king. And normally kings can work with kings. What is happening is because you don't know who you are or what you are, you will take another king's life. And once you do that, then we have a problem. So that's how she got me involved because I have this, I can't remember, it was a bunch of young people that they just shot up one another and killed up one another. And I'm thinking if we keep killing kings, where was our leaders going to come from? It's a value um, on our lives, I believe, that sometimes we don't even recognize, right? Mm -hmm. So if another life is taken, right, there's a life here and it's a purpose for that life. So just think of the void uh, the world has if that person is murdered senselessly, right? And so that's why um, I am, I have hope because you're here and you're here and you don't have to be. And so... Um, I see, Span, you want to get in on this and, and, and put in your two cents. We need that. Well, I just, <laughs> I just have, like, what is the most common issue you have with kids outside of the parents not supporting the situation? Like, when you sit down with a kid, and more often than not, there's one thing you always struggle with right off the rip. What is that? First, with Joel, please. The biggest thing is that they don't think I'm going to live to be 18. So if I don't think I'm going to live to be 18, so your life doesn't mean anything to me. That's how it's easy for them to take a life. They can take a life because if I'm not going to live to 18 and you just happen to be 21, you've lived long enough. you experienced everything. The hopelessness that I see in these young people, the anger that I see in these young people, just as a simple conversation. And if you ask them why are they mad, they can't even tell you why they're mad. They're just angry. And so that's the biggest thing that I see when I deal with young men, especially young men in particular. And, it, and here's the funny thing. It has nothing to do with color. Mm-hmm. Because you have white male, Mexican, uh, Hispanic male. All of them have the same issue. They don't know who they are because they've been left behind. How do they get left behind? All of a sudden, during a time, I can, wish I could remember the exact year, when they brought their daughters to work because they were trying to empower the daughters. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I have two daughters, so I understand that. But the issue became when you did that, you left the males behind. And when you left the male behind, you created all these wonderful programs for the young ladies, but you created nothing for the young men. And now the young men, if, I, if my statistics prove me right, more women graduate from college and have higher degrees than any of most of the males. How did that happen? Because you pushed one and left the other, and you was trying to make a playing field equal, which I agree with that, but you can't make a playing field equal, then you leave out somebody else. Because now you move the goalposts for the men, and now it, we have the issue that we have. I believe it creates division as well, but I don't want to go too far down that road. I 
um, am happy that uh, we are interested in reminding youth and ourselves of, of how valuable we are, you know, as people. And um, the, the one thing that I was, uh, when you said something about people being angry, and, you know, I thought about myself at one time, and I, I was in a mode where I was very angry and very defensive. And I think a lot of it was because I didn't really know uh, where, you know, who I was or my true value. So uh, coming into contact with different people and just really getting to know myself helped me to to see the value that I had and the greatness that I have inside of me, right? And I was able to shift my mindset from that of a eternal student. Now I do I'll go into that too, but I I had to step up as a leader, right? I, I couldn't I couldn't always be the student. And so that is what I felt tugging on my heart and that's what I felt my God leading me to do. Like, hey Giannis, it's time to, to, to really move forward as a leader and let other leaders know what they have inside of them and let them know their value, right? And getting back to that anger part, you know, I, I remember once being so angry and saying, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I have nothing to lose, right? And then I stopped myself. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. And I said, nothing can be further from the truth, right? All these things that we have, we have plenty to lose. So in that, that anger, you know, we don't have that rationale or that balance of, of the thought. But with that, I don't want to go too, too deep down that road. But I just want to lead that back to the importance of men, women, stepping in leadership roles as mentors and and uh, letting people know, you know, I can help you with this because that is our, what we're charged to do, right, as leaders. So so thank you again. And, and I want to keep moving here. Seed, seeds to success. Succeed. Or excuse me. Seeds, seeds to, to succeed. succeed. Tell me a little bit more about Seeds to Succeed. That is a very unique name. Well, it came from the scripture in um, Mark 4 when it says the sower sowed the word. The mm. word was a seed. Mm -hmm. The word, is we speak into young people's lives and even old people's lives, it has a way of manifesting into something. Yes. And so since it has a way of manifesting into something, so I began to start talking to young people, then started talking to old people, and then started talking to middle-aged people, and started just talking to people about who they are and to help them discover who they are so they can succeed. Um, because success is different to everybody. Yeah. Because you could have a mother, a stay-at-home mother who raised four children to all go to college. Would you not say that that mother was successful? Very. Or the children who become doctors and lawyers, would you not say they were successful? Mm. So what happens is someone tries to determine what success is, and no one can tell anybody what success is. I'm going to use something that my bishop said, Bishop Samuel Duncan. And, and when he said it, I'm, I stole it and said it's going to be mine now. He said the one thing that we did, God never told us to be successful, but he did tell us to be faithful. What mm. are you faithful to? 
So whatever you're faithful to, you're going to be successful at it. Mm-hmm. And most people, what ends up happening is they're not faithful to anything, so they don't succeed at anything. Mm. That mother, once again, who raised those four children, she was faithful to those four children to make sure they got the right education. Yeah. She was faithful to them to make sure they got what they were supposed to get. And then they became, the, um, the word she spoke into them, they became exactly that. And the only thing what happens is a lot of times that our young people, they get with, they're one person away from going down the wrong road. Just one. Mm. One person can take a good kid and go this way. Mm. And so when that happens, then it's my responsibility. Um, the statement that I really want to make sure, we all think this is about me. This is not about me. It's about the next generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we appreciate you talking about the words and how the words that we speak are seeds going back to saying things like I have nothing to lose. We don't want to speak that. And so you're teaching or you're showing the youth how to speak life and how to sow seeds to help them be successful, to help them manifest success in their dreams. And, and we thank you for that. We thank you for that word because I was about to say, hey, amen. And shout. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And Martel, thank you too for being here, for uh, taking, uh, answering the call and talking to our youth. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we appreciate that because, you know, service, we know sometimes it's very thankless, right? But we do it because we have a heart to do it, right? We have a heart to serve right. and we get rewarded differently than um, just material, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, so yeah. We, we thank you for, for doing that and seeing the value in sowing seeds of to succeed, to help people succeed. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to the Sunday Chronicle. We got to have you back because our time is growing near. And I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my listeners for being here again. I want to thank Span. And I want to remind you all that you are listening to the Sunday Chronicle heard every Sunday morning on Stacks 92.1 FM. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. Make it a great week. At Lansing Community College, I'm learning for my future. LCC offers one- and two-year pathways to careers in healthcare, IT, manufacturing, and other professional trades. More than 500,000 professional trades jobs will need to be filled in Michigan by 2026, so I know I'm learning for a great career. I belong at LCC. You belong here, too. Visit lcc.edu slash youbelong and enroll today. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now. 
with a free call. 800-953-0866. That's 800-953-0866.